Hi guys, and welcome back to Pieces of Passion. I'm Macy, your host, and I'm super excited for today's episode. It took a while to come together, but I can't wait for you guys to meet our guest this week. She's an amazing human and my twin flame. Here she is, Lily Van Allsburg. We literally were born on the same day, an hour apart. She was a badass goalie on my club soccer team, and now she's pursuing journalism at the University of Tennessee. Hi guys, it's Lily Van Allsburg. I'm so excited to be here today and talk with Macy about our experiences, and yeah, really excited to get to it. Okay guys, so today we're going to be talking about college life and how both of ours are different and similar at the same time. Um, We're going to talk about club and college sports, pursuing your dreams, exercise and nutrition, body image, motivation, and just kind of whatever else comes up. So let's get into it. Okay, so as I mentioned, me and Lily were both on the same club soccer team. Um, It was a really competitive team, and we did a lot of showcases and stuff like that with colleges, and each of us kind of had to make a decision whether to pursue soccer in college or set it aside and kind of go to the school we want to go to, pursue the career we want to pursue, and stuff like that. And it's just, I think that sport becomes such a huge part of your identity when you've committed that much time to it and grown up with that kind of being a label on you in a way. And so obviously there's a lot of hardships that come with playing in college and then there's a lot of hardships that come with kind of losing that part of yourself and losing that connection with the sport. So I decided to play in college and Lily did not. And so I just kind of want to ask, like, was that a hard transition? Like, kind of letting that go? Do you ever, like, miss it? And what does that kind of look like for you? Um, Yeah, I think when I decided, I was already pretty burnt out with soccer. I knew I loved it. And I knew it was a part of who I was. And I was at practice all the time. And that was taking up most of my days. So when I first decided that I wasn't going to play, it felt like an easy decision just because I knew that I needed a break and that I was burnt out with everything going on, but I didn't realize how much I should have valued and cherished kind of playing a little bit. So after I hadn't played soccer for like a month or so, I didn't know what to do with my time. You know, I felt lazy. I didn't have a schedule telling me when to work out, when to like go and do other things other than just playing soccer you know what I mean because I had to make my entire schedule around soccer so changing that schedule was hard at first but I got the hang of it and you know lifting and going to the gym has helped with that and I still miss soccer a lot but I think that I filled parts of my life that with other things that soccer used to Yeah, so for me, I, like, it was in my last season before college, and I ended up tearing my ACL, as I mentioned in um, my introduction episode. Um, Three days after I committed to play in college, I tore my ACL. And so leaving my club season on that note, just I really felt like I wasn't done playing, and I really needed to um, come back and kind of play more um, because I really would have regretted not playing in college. Um, But the college experience kind of – was different than what I expected I mean I was coming off of an injury coming to a new team across the country far away like with a whole new 
a whole new set of teammates, a whole new coach with different philosophies, different styles. And honestly, like I kind of lost my love for it a little bit in those first two two years. I've recently like gained my love for it and passion for it a lot more recently. And I think I've found uh, so many other things that I'm passionate about that I can pursue. And I know that soccer doesn't define me and it's not, it's a part of who I am, but it's not who I am. And uh, I am so glad that I decided to play in college, but I definitely wasn't done after club soccer, just through my injuries. And I, at that point in my life, I really didn't know what I wanted to pursue with the rest of my life. I hadn't really found other things that I was super passionate about because soccer was such a huge part of my identity. I think it kind of I didn't really allow myself to try to pursue other things because I just let that define me. So I think Lily really found a lot um, in weight in weightlifting. So I kind of want to talk more about that. How have you kind of like stayed super consistent throughout the years and especially with going to college and having to switch gyms a lot and stuff like that? Um, there's obviously times where I have very low motivation I don't want to leave bed and I'm just feeling down or whatever and it's been hard to find that motivation but I decided that it isn't all about motivation you know what I mean not everyone is going to have motivation all the time and I had to tell myself that is okay and it's okay to just breathe and take a break but I also tell myself that it's not motivation sometimes it's just like discipline right discipline yeah and having that discipline is what has helped me get back into the gym. I started kind of not liking it as much because I have been doing it for so long, a few years. It's the same thing as soccer, you know what I mean? Like I just had to remind myself why I loved it in the first place because it was something that I could get my mind off things and, you know, just work out and lift so that you know, I felt better about not only my body, but my mental health too. And so at first that motivation was never there. And now just finding that love again through discipline, it has helped gain motivation, not only for lifting, but other aspects of my life. But then again, I also do want to say that going to the gym and having that discipline, it's okay to not always have that too, because, you know, that is just life everybody is going to have times where they don't feel up to doing things and that's okay so I had to also learn that for myself that it's okay to not always be up and at it all the time and want to go to the gym or you know yeah I also think you like hear about those people that like they're like oh I really need to get back into running like I uh, I need to run more and then they're like oh like do you like running well no I hate it okay, so why, then why do you need to get back into running? Like, there's so many forms of exercise that you can do. You just kind of need to, like, find what you enjoy. And once you, once you find that, like, run with it. And it, then if you stop enjoying it, like, try something new. Um, but, yeah, you should never force yourself to just do something you hate just because you feel like you have to do it. Right. And with weightlifting, I think a lot of people, like, start off really strong. They, like, want to they're in the gym all the time and then they see a bunch of progress right at the beginning and then the progress kind of slows down and then they kind of like lose motivation because they're not seeing the change. Did that ever kind of happen with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the beginning, I guess I was just doing it for fun. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I really want to see change in my muscles and I really want to 
you know, make a program so that I can gain muscle and all that. And then I started to want to do that because it's something I was passionate about. And at first, like, nothing was happening because, you know, I'm not the type to track my food or all of that. I'm living a balanced life, and that's how I've gone about it. But also that comes with I might not be growing as much as I want to, and that's okay. So every once in a while, I'll look at myself and I'll be disappointed that I haven't seen change in a while. But then, you know, I have to remind myself that change isn't always physical and the change has come in different ways. So I guess sometimes it's really hard because I am hard on myself about that thing, those things. Um, I am hard on myself on the way I want to grow muscles and such. So. It is hard, but I guess it's just a reminder to myself that that's not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, and I think a lot of people overlook the fact that lifting and other forms of exercise, a lot of the change is mental, and it's such like a powerful tool you can use to help you get over anxiety, just clear your head, like have an escape from really the, the stressful parts of your life, and yeah. it just really helps you produce serotonin like getting your heart rate up and doing stuff like that is really important and even though you may not want to do it the discipline is more important than the motivation because once you start getting to the gym might be hard but once you go in and start your workout you start to really love it and you start to really and you're so glad that you you actually did it and once you finish you're obviously so so much happier so I think that's important and I also think with the body image and tracking food I think fitness influencers and stuff like that, you really get into that. And for some people, I think it can work really well to track your macros and your protein, your calories, all of that stuff. But, like, I found for me personally when I started kind of tracking my protein and, like, looking more at calories and what was in things, like, it really made me start to overthink food and kind of ruin my relationship with food because I felt like I couldn't really just enjoy, like, whole healthy foods anymore because I was trying to hit my protein goals for the day and, like, trying to stabilize that and it's just like not really it, it, it wasn't helping me it was hurting me in the long run and I think social media is also a huge part of that because you see all these like Pilates girls like oh what I eat in a day and you look at it and you're like oh like I've probably eaten twice that amount and I think for like female college athletes I see it a lot like you can't compare what you're eating to what someone who does half the activity as you are eating in a day like your body has completely different needs that you need to fulfill so that you can perform at your best and I think um social media has really played a role in that for me like in a negative way sometimes um have you seen that at all um yeah for sure I think I had to start kind of finding those influencers who had the same mindset as me there are though there are those out there there are influencers who reinstate that food is fuel and every human has cravings and you should listen to those and you should listen to your body because it's telling you something valuable and it's not something you should ignore so I struggled with that a lot and as soon as I started tracking that really hurt me and made me kind of that was part of the reason I didn't like going to the gym and all that I just kind of was comparing myself to everyone and so after I just kind of took a break from watching all those types of videos or just 
finding other people who have the same mindset as me that helped a bunch just finding those influencers who will be honest about what they're eating and you know be like I had a bad day today you know I didn't eat all the most healthy foods that I could have but that's okay and that's normal you know right that doesn't mean that the next day you should restrict yourself at all like you still need the fuel right and things like that like for me when I kind of started looking into that more and doing and really tracking that more I literally like this was kind of a wake-up call for me I wouldn't eat enough in a day and I woke up at 3 a.m and was starving and I'm like I like had to go eat cereal in the middle of the night I'm like okay this is clearly my body's way of telling me like I did not eat enough fuel like I didn't listen to my body so like that's not helping me build muscle that's not helping me perform at my best um so that was kind of a wake-up call for me um personally but that's kind of why I stopped looking at my phone in the mornings and at night because I really realized that those type of videos and stuff the more you look at them the more you watch them they keep coming up and it was just really fueling my anxiety and making me overthink like everything I was doing and so not looking at my phone at before bed and in the morning and just overall being on social media like so much less like every week I'm like oh my screen time's gone down I'm like okay mm-hmm. and I feel way better like I can tell it how much it directly affects my anxiety um and so yeah that's just been a game changer for me yeah I definitely agree um especially when it's in the morning that's the first thing you're looking at and I fall trap into that all the time I usually look at my phone in the morning instead of just waking up and you know building breakfast or doing something else because that's like the first thing you think about and then that controls your mind for the rest of the day so I definitely agree yeah it's like instant gratification you're like seeing that and you're instantly like thinking about not instead of thinking about like what you need to do in the day and what your plans are and what your goals are you're comparing it immediately to someone else yeah um but yeah so I kind of want to talk about how you went to school out of state like not really knowing anyone and kind of that transition and was it difficult because obviously for me like I went across the country but I was on a team so it was kind of like instantly I was surrounded by my best friends um so I mean obviously it was still like challenging to make friends outside of soccer and like things like that but uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about like how joining a sorority and finding your people how that kind of went for you yeah um at the beginning obviously I think this is the way it goes for everyone it was hard and you know I met these people online on Instagram and was talking to them and I would meet them in person and sometimes they just weren't my people and I was like thinking about if I'm ever going to meet my people and you know I thought that because those were my people I'm not going to find anyone else so I was really stressing about that but you know I was blessed to have a really good roommate system and my roommates and I hung out all the time and they introduced me to other people and that was very helpful and so I'm very blessed to have had that and then I I mean I joined the sorority at the beginning and at first it's overwhelming because there's so many girls and some of them already are friends with each other because they're from each other's hometowns. So that was also overwhelming. But in the end, I am very thankful that I did join the sorority, even though I'm not super involved with it. I did meet a bunch of my best friends and it just took time. It wasn't something that like, oh, I'm the first person I met, they're going to be my best friend. And I had to learn that not everyone you meet is going to be someone that is going to be in your life and that's okay it doesn't mean that they're 
a bad person or, you know, they just aren't for you and that's okay. And so I guess the beginning was tough, but after, you know, the first semester I came home and it was nice to see my friends and it was nice to know that like I wasn't the only one feeling this way. And, um, I think I'm still very lucky because I didn't have the struggles that people, most people do when they go to out of state. Right, with like roommates and stuff like that. Right. I think that I was very lucky that I even, I had a great, you know, first semester. I was still sad and homesick, but I did end up meeting people and, and having a good time and enjoying myself. And there were still lots of times where I was overthinking everything, but I think I got really lucky and it's not the same for everyone. So I think comparing yourself to that is dumb because, (laughs) you know, you're, your situations are completely different, right? Like you're you're on a team, and right. other people might not even be in a sorority or be in anything, which is okay. And they find their people a different way, so it's yeah, it's definitely a change. I think like also really realizing that not every person, every friend you meet, kind of serves a different role as a friend. Like you have those friends where they give you advice, and you can listen to them, and you guys can just talk about super deep stuff forever. And then you have the friends that you like to maybe just go out and party with and you're not really hanging out with them one-on-one like every single day or you have the friends that you're going to go grab coffee with or you know your friend that doesn't really like to go out so you hang out with her separately and I think just kind of realizing that everyone kind of has a different role in your life and not putting too much pressure on every single person to be the best friend and like right oh my god they didn't do they didn't reach out for this like no that's okay like that's not their that's not their purpose in your life, like, and that's fine. Um, but with the sorority, wh- how was the rush process and kind of did you ever – how did you kind of find the right fit for you and are you able to kind of be as involved or as disinvolved as you want? Because I know, obviously, sororities, you're not, like, number one priority. Like, you're right. obviously pursuing other things. Um, yeah, the rush process was definitely weird, but at the same time, I feel like it was necessary for how many people – there are there's really no other way to do it we just kind of went around to the houses and talked to people and and it's stressful for everyone I think everyone overthinks what they say and no one no one even the people doing rush like love the process you know what I mean I think there's still things that could be changed with the process but I think that parts of it were necessary in order for us to find where we belong and it is discouraging to see if uh, like a house dropped you you know what I mean and that's very discouraging because then you think oh well what did I say why didn't they want me like what did I do wrong yeah and then after talking to my mom actually it helps a lot um she ended up just telling me that that just means they weren't the right fit for me and it didn't mean they doesn't mean they don't like me it's not a representation of who you are as a person it just right it doesn't mean they don't like me it's just maybe they saw that they knew that I wouldn't fit in well with everyone which is okay like maybe I wouldn't have found my people if I went somewhere else so after having that talk with my mom it was I felt a lot better I mean I was still overthinking what I was saying to people but I made sure to be my most authentic self and that's how I knew Kayo was the right place for me because I felt that was where I was I could just talk you know like how we're talking I don't have to fake a conversation and I was just it felt like I was talking to people that I've known for a long time it was like easy right and it's like it felt like 
I saw traits in my friends from home because, I mean, that was the first thing I did when I got to school. I did rush. So it was like, I didn't know anyone. um, But it felt like I was talking to people I knew from home. So it was very helpful. And, you know, they made me feel wanted. And I think that's a really important thing. So, yeah. Um, For me, like, I was kind of my two paths were like either to play college soccer or go to a bigger school and join a sorority and stuff like that so sometimes I just like wonder what my life would be like if I chose the different path but I'm like really happy with the path that I did choose and kind of just figuring out with soccer and I was able to meet so many amazing people on my team right away um and then so many amazing people just through other activities obviously I go to like a smaller school yeah but it's hard freshman year I think because people are put trying to be put on a mask of like their best their best selves and you kind of got to dig deeper and it takes more time to kind of find who who you kind of click with and who's being authentic and if you're being authentic or not and stuff like that um but yeah um one thing I do have to say about the whole friendship process when you first start in college is I was kind of staying with the same people that I had first met just because, you know, I didn't think I would find anyone else and it wasn't me being me and I think that it all just takes time and I think that even if you are friends with someone senior year, it doesn't mean that they're going to be your friend for life and that's okay, like the people you meet can come and go and I just had to realize that I should find people that I truly want to spend time with and so I didn't have to just go to the first people I met so yeah I agree and I think people change a lot throughout college just figuring out more about themselves so it's not always like going to be the same person you're friends with freshman year that you're friends with senior year like right people are growing so much in college like being independent and finding what they care about and what they want to do and just growing up so and they and they meet other people too you know what I mean they're in the same process so when they might meet other people and start hanging out with them more, that's okay. You're, it shouldn't be discouraging that, you know, you're not always a part of every single group that your friends are a part of. Right. And I think it's, like, you might have to go through uncomfortable, put, your, put yourself through uncomfortable situations and, like, go do things that you might necessarily, like, in, instead of staying in your bed and watching Netflix, if someone invites you to go over and do something that you – you don't know anyone well you have to kind of put yourself in that situation and see what comes yeah. of it maybe you realize oh these people aren't really for me yeah so what you don't have to hang out with them again but it's better than never knowing and then you're kind of just isolating yourself and preventing yourself from the opportunities yeah I completely agree but yeah okay so we're both going to be juniors this year in college and I kind of talked about this in some previous episodes but I think um, I just saw a really major shift from freshman to sophomore year to, like, where I am now. Um, like, a lot of growth and a lot of different mindset changes and a lot of realizations about myself and just life in general. Um, but basically, going into freshman year, I was expecting soccer to be something that was really just, like, the core part of my college experience. And... Um, I ended up not playing my freshman year. I redshirted, and then I didn't play. Even after I was able to play, um, technically cleared halfway through the season, I still sat the bench the entire season, and that was just a huge shift for me going from obviously being a 
playing a lot on my club team and always being super competitive and a huge asset to the team going to sitting on the bench and like watching every game from the sidelines and having at that point in time I I don't think I was really putting in the extra work because it's really hard difficult in college because all of the girls that are playing they're getting better every single day because they're on the field they're getting the time in the matches like and you're sitting on the bench and yeah you're still going to practices and stuff but on those game days I think freshman year a lot of people don't realize that if you're sitting on the bench you have to be putting in the extra work on those days and like going into the gym going on that run like getting in those extra touches and I would definitely like wasn't doing that because I think I was just kind of resentful I didn't appreciate I was I didn't like going to the like soccer wasn't an outlet for me anymore like I honestly was not having a good time with it at all so instead of looking for other kind of healthy outlets because at this point I didn't really know what I was passionate about I didn't really know what I wanted to pursue I just thought okay I'm gonna major in finance I'm gonna become a financial planner like what my dad does and I'm gonna take over that and everything's gonna be great my whole life's planned out awesome um but I think for so long I was so invested in soccer that I didn't really allow myself to find other things that I was passionate about and um so I didn't really know myself or what I wanted to do and freshman year not having soccer as that outlet instead of looking to those things I kind of went more into oh college life and like what are going out and what are my friends doing and just constantly surrounding myself with other people and I never really sat with myself and really asked myself what I want and so that was kind of hard for me and then sophomore year that definitely changed um so yeah basically sophomore year I really realized that I need to be putting in that extra work I want to see time on the field like on instead of on game days like just sitting on the bench I would go to the gym after and run or do all of that stuff and because I had kind of found more things that I'm passionate about outside of soccer I was able to kind of put back into soccer what I want to get out of it in a way so from freshman to sophomore year I realized that I really need to look inwards and instead of distracting myself and avoiding all of these things about myself by going out and just surrounding myself with people and going through these artificial experiences instead of like going in deeper to things that really matter. Um, so that was a huge game changer for me sophomore year. Did you kind of experience like a shift from freshman to sophomore year? Yeah. Um, freshman year, I got an internship with the sports media production company at my school and it's, it was a very big deal and I was very excited about it. And I first year, freshman year, I had so much fun doing everything and you know, I was motivated to go into work because it was kind of an, not an option, but they encouraged you going into work rather than a set schedule. So I was motivated to go in and loved going in and hanging out with everyone at work. Um, and then sophomore year, I started to kind of, because it wasn't all the fun stuff, you know, going to the football games, it's other things too. You have to do videos for other sports and you have to do videos for other things. And not everything is going to be the most fun experience with this job, but I had to remind myself that this is what I want to do when I'm older and 
you know, I have to start somewhere. And so I stopped going in for a while. I just felt really low motivation and because I was like, well, it's optional. So, you know, I'll go in next week or I'll go in tomorrow or something like that. And so, again, reminding myself that this is something I want to do and no job and no workplace is ever just going to be fun, fun all the time. And there's going to be times where I just got to do busy work and that's how you start in any job. And I needed to remind myself that I have to work hard for something that I really want. And so in the first semester of sophomore year, I really struggled with that and was still like trying to convince myself all that. And I guess by second semester, I was kind of working my way back into doing that. And by the end of the semester, I kind of got a reality check that things were going to be different in the workplace, that, you know, they were going to cut some people. And so that really opened my eyes to how much it does matter to me and how much I care about it. And so I think I know it was at the end of sophomore year and it was kind of different from freshman year, but I lost that spark for a while and then I started to regain it. Um, and, you know, I have more discipline and motivation to you say, if I want to reach my goals, I have to work hard to get there. And so I think that's like my mindset has definitely changed. But in terms of, you know, going out and all that, I would kind of freshman year, I went out a normal amount, not too much. And sophomore year, I started to overthink, am I going out too much? Like all that. But, you know, I realized we're still young. We're still in college. I'm not going to have these experiences again. And I need to, after college, that's not going to be the same way. So I need to appreciate all these moments I have with my friends, you know, just going out and having some fun because that's okay too. And that's part of my college experience. And so I guess at the end of sophomore year, I had a lot of eye-opening experiences that made me realize that one, yeah, I do need to work hard for my goals, but I can also have a good time and appreciate college's experiences for sure. Yeah, I think for me, like with soccer, I kind of had, I was avoiding and making excuses for so long for that first season and part of like my sophomore season and I was avoiding and making excuses instead of like doing the extra work and blaming other people when it's in my control. Like I have the control to perform the way I want to perform. I can put in the extra work. Like that's not on anyone else and kind of realizing that you're in control of how you, of the path of your life and it's no one else's fault you're to blame but you also have the power to change it like you right. have the power within yourself to do the work to get where you want to go right it's not on anyone else it's on you and kind of realizing that instead of be, that being like a weight put on me that's like empowering cuz i know that i'm in control of it right and every day is a new day too so if you have a bad day you can start up the next morning and make that day a better day. And I think one thing that is super cliche, but life's not promised. And so if you, if you want to do something, you only have so long to figure that out and figure out what you want to do. And finding that passion is not something that you're going to have forever. And you don't want to look back regretting not working hard for something you love or want to do. But at the same time, again, it's every day is a new day. So you can never beat yourself up for having an off day. And I think so many people wish that they were passionate about something. And if you're not taking advantage 
for the thing that you're passionate about, you're doing the world and yourself such a disservice by not pursuing that and not putting in the work because there's people that really just have no idea what they're passionate about. They're trying different things and they wish they could work hard at something that they really cared about. So if you have that thing, like run with it, start that project, like do that thing now because avoidance is the biggest killer. Like people avoid things they don't want to do. They push things off and they think it's going to make things better. They think it's going to make it go away when in reality it just builds up and makes things so much worse. And as soon as you realize that and stop avoiding and really realize and target when you are avoiding and admit that to yourself, you'll see such a huge shift. Right. And on that note, also, not everyone has the opportunity to, you know, follow those goals and they have different paths and they're not able to. So if you are able to follow your dreams and your passions, then go for it because that is something not everyone can do. And, you know, not everyone can go to college and not everyone can have certain things in life. So I think it's really important to be passionate about things because some people don't get that opportunity to. Yeah, and I think really just don't take the journey for granted. Like every day you're doing something you care about and doing something you love, really appreciate it even in the hard moments because it goes by so much faster than you think. Like the fact that we're already going to be juniors is crazy. Like I feel like I just started college yesterday and I'm already halfway done. I know. Like it goes by so fast. So just live in the present moment. Don't put too much pressure on the future and not everything has to be planned out, but definitely take each day and run with it. Like start the things you want to do, learn things. Yeah. And appreciate everything that you have and learn to express gratitude. I've said this a million times, but look at what you have, like, and really appreciate it. Like you, every single person can find something that they have that they're grateful for. And the more you appreciate that, the more, you'll kind of manifest other things that are going to help you in the future and not and if you have those things to be grateful for and have gratitude in your life you know the other things might seem less big the bad parts might seem smaller to you because you're thinking about all these great things or even if it's like one or two things you have that you're very grateful for then think about those when in those hard times I know it's easier said than done because I still struggle with that I'm so grateful for so much in my life and I still struggle with those hardships but I think that every like Macy said living every day and just appreciating the smaller things and having passions is important because you know they get you far and they also like make you happy and give you something to love and give you something to do so yeah um one last kind of topic that I kind of want to talk about so obviously like I'm pursuing business and you're pursuing journalism both of which have kind of been a male dominated kind of sector um and work and I think especially in sports like with females I think they get such a bad rap of like oh this female reporter like have you seen any of that yet or like Mm -hmm. how do you think I don't know because I notice in like business like a lot of my classes like so many guys and you just sometimes kind of feel like you're you're scared to speak up because you think that they're gonna judge you and you say the wrong thing and I guess it hasn't happened to me yet personally I mean I I do know some other females I work with that it has worked has happened to them they've been in the industry for longer and it is very helpful that my job has hired a ton of 
female filmers and it's just really comforting to talk to them and have those friends now I have multiple female friends who are pursuing the same path and so that's very helpful to have those friends but also taking a class that was sports media in diversity that also opened my eyes to a lot of things not only happened to females in the industry but people of different races and so that class was also very helpful in learning how to navigate you know the sports world and learning stories from other women who have struggled you know getting into the industry because it is so hard and the idea that women kind of compete with each other instead of supporting each other because they're yeah. all trying to find that spot in the industry they end up just kind of resenting each other and I think that is something that really needs to change and I hope that one day I can you know help change that yeah I agree I think for me personally like pursuing a career or a major in finance and personal financial planning like that's a huge growing sector for women right now but there, cause there's not a lot of representation in female financial planners and I felt like I wanted to be like that change and like I wanted to prove that I could do it and so much so that even though I wasn't really passionate about it I was pursuing it to like prove something to like overcompensate even though I realized like I'm way more passionate about fitness and nutrition and health and like stuff like that and so kind of admitting that to myself was a huge change I think because I know I part of me kind of felt like I was failing because I was giving that up but in reality like sure could I have done it yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like I'm fully capable of doing that would I have enjoyed it no right and you need to do things that you love and even if you're not a part of that industry anymore there it doesn't mean there's still things like you can't change you know change doesn't have to always be this big thing like for my industry doesn't have to be this big law it could just be talking about it and coming forward with personal stories and you know just making conversation and that's how change starts so you can change anything you want to you know what I mean like you can start those conversations about anything like it doesn't have to be something like start a social media campaign like if there's something important to you like just start And I think that's what I want to leave you guys with for the challenge for this week. Think of that thing. I know you guys all know that thing that you've been wanting to do for so long, that you've been planning, that you've been thinking about. Just fucking start. Like, honestly, fuck it. Wake up tomorrow and start. Like, stop putting it off. Right. Even though it's going to be hard, you can fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. You can do anything you set your mind to. That's another cliche thing, but... I don't care if it's literally starting a book that you've been putting off starting wanting to read like or if it's starting a podcast if it's you want to be an influencer you want right. to be a model you want to start a youtube channel like it can be the smallest or the biggest thing but just fucking start because you know tomorrow's never promised so starting that can be a real change and you know it's also makes you happier if that's something you want to do it's going to make you happy and if it doesn't then move on and do something what's else. the worst thing that happens you fail Right. Okay, so what? Everyone fucking fails. Yeah. You pick up and you start something new or you try again. Like, yeah. don't be scared of the outcome. Just start. That's that's your challenge Completely for the week. agree. So yeah. we'll leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please 
leave a review, leave a rate, send it to someone who you think could benefit from this conversation. And yeah, just have a great week. Thanks for having me on, Macy. I think that conversation was could be helpful for other people and it was definitely helpful for myself too. Yes. So I'm really happy to be on and hopefully I can be on again someday. So yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to Hawaii in a couple weeks. So yeah, maybe we'll it. give you guys kind of a different form of episode yeah like a more lighthearted, a fun episode we could talk about things there. that we like yeah that we love to do you yeah. get into the some juicy details <laughs> but yeah um i will talk to you guys next week much love bye. macy bye